Welcome to another episode of the Being and Doing podcast. Um, tonight with me is a very special guest uh, and we will go under the name of our council. And as always with the people I'd like to talk to, uh, we had an interesting story of how we got to know each other. So I somehow accidentally stumbled upon Artanzo's art on Instagram. And because I like yoga, the, the drawing that really inspired me was, um, was a yoga girl. But uh, there was a kind of a dreamy, dreamy outlook to that girl. And that really, really was an interesting point of view for me because I also see yoga as a way of going a little bit of in the, into the unconscious. Um, and Artanzo, I started following him and day by day I would kind of see his art, but I wasn't a bit, I was a bit shy to contact him. And suddenly uh, one day I just decided to kind of go over my, um, my fears and send him a message where he wants to be a part of the podcast. Uh, and I also, the one un interesting thing that came out is when I said, I'm a scientist, Nartanzo said, oh, that's what I do as well. <laughs> so tonight I'm actually very curious to get to know how he bridges these two very interesting parts of his personality and what is there more to that personality in addition. So welcome, Nartanzo, and really thank you a lot for taking the time to be part of this. You're welcome. Hi. Hello. So I would start first with a question, if you could just tell us, um, on one hand, you're a scientist, and on the other hand, you're an artist. Is there something more to you? And what kind of scientist you are? And what is your art about? Okay. So uh, initially, I am an, a scientist specialized in mathematics and computing. I studied it uh, in France and the uh, engineering school. And... Uh, I grew up uh, almost with uh, an artistic framework around me. My family are architects, so they taught me some basics about drawing when I was uh, very young. And I developed this passion about drawing during years. Then I stopped uh, drawing for many years when I was working. And I came back for, to drawing uh, some years ago. So now I do both. I do my work as a, a scientist, a data scientist, and also I do a drawing and I have my own website for this. That is beautiful to hear. So talking about the website, I actually went a little bit through your biography mm -hmm. and it was very catchy that uh, your life started in Peru. Yes. So can you tell us more about this? Yes, I was born in Peru. Uh, my mother is Peruvian. My father is French, and uh, they were there for work uh, a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I was born in uh, the Anza, so in the mountains in Peru, um, just near the um, a facility to, uh, to look at the stars. So it's a beautiful place, uh, but uh, very, very far from civilization. And I was born there, actually, yes. So you were born, like, literally born next to an observatory? Yes, in a, in a small town near, near, near this observatory, yes. And uh, then I grew up uh, in uh, Lima, in the capital of uh, Peru, until the age of seven. And then uh, we came to France. 
And also in your biography uh, in this early years, you talk a lot about nature. Um, so can you talk a bit more about your relationship with nature and um, what is there in nature that kind of inspires you and, uh, and drives you? Okay, so in nature, uh, as I told you, I came to France in, in 1990. So uh, what I really like in France that uh, we had a garden and a house. Um, in Peru, I had a, a flat. There was no, not nature around, but in France, yes. And I really appreciated to grow up uh, with trees, a big garden, and discovered nature around my, my growth, my own growth. So I kept, I think I kept this, uh, this uh, will of um, trying to discover more and more uh, some magic in, into this nature. And I, I still uh, trying to, to do this, but uh, now it's more over with drawings instead of going outside and trying to discover myself. And I'm curious, um, the early years in Lima, mm -hmm. what do you remember from that time? And in which way did that impact you and shape you? Because that's quite a different cultural experience than French. And you had it actually that you have that mixture also in your family. So, so what do you appreciate, let's say, from the Peruvian culture that is part of you now? Well, what I do appreciate about Peru is food because it's... Uh, we uh, the, the the food is really great there, and I appreciate also uh, people. People are quite uh, I quite happy. So it's, uh, it's maybe it's different be between these uh, these uh, these people and uh, and people I have around me in Paris, for instance, that are more that are more serious. <laughs> Mm -hmm. in the way they they behave around around me and uh, also in uh, lima i remember of uh, the weather that was very different from here uh is a um, tropical weather so uh, very very humid atmosphere so with more um, i think more than 80 or 90 percent of water in, in air so when you are a, a child, you when you are a child, it's um, you remember these kind of things because uh, it impacts you to 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 grow and to go outside with this this huge humidity. Uh, also, I remember some small gardens with uh, a lot of uh, olivos, so oliviers, <laughs> and. Um, well, I don't remember much more because I left at the age of seven, but um, the culture is, uh, yes, it's very different. People are, there are more, um, how to say this, um, there are more, um, uh, there is segmentation of population from richest to poorest, and there are a lot of poor people coming from uh, the mountains, from the Sierra, and they work with uh, going to do, um, uh, to, to do tasks and, uh, uh, and to, 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 to be as uh, not, not servants, but uh, to, to live with people of higher classes. So for instance, for me, I was, uh, uh, I was, uh, I was grew up with uh, one, uh, one woman from Sierra that, uh, that I remember her because she, uh, 
she watched with me uh, television, television novelas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, still novelas. In a, and this is very typical from this kind of country to, 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 to watch a lot of telenovelas and to keep, to keep the television turned on all day. All the time, yeah, yes. All the time, yes. And uh, this is not the case in France, but uh, in all South American countries, uh, people are a lot uh, of time uh, in front of their TV. So I remember, yes, the, the television. I remember um, the advertising. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think I, I don't remember much more except uh, maybe the school. I was uh, going to the school that was very far from the home uh, for my flat. Um, a private school, a French, French, uh, uh, international French and uh, Peruvian school. Uh, and. Uh, I remember on the road to to the school that we 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 go through uh, very poor districts, so it's uh, it's quite different from a city like Paris when you go from a point E from to a point B. The city may change a bit, but it's not uh, going through the desert, for instance, or or, or over um, other landscapes. That's it. So the funny thing is that I grew on the opposite side of the <laughs> of the world in Serbia, and actually I grew up with the TV on watching Mexican telenovelas. <laughs> that's the reason I speak Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's always really funny to see that you can grow grow up in such different parts of the world with the same experience. Um, and I'm curious actually about that experience of poverty when you were quite young, because you were somehow probably not immersed into that poverty, but you were to some extent observing it. Mm -hmm. And did that have a certain impact on you? Um, and did you ask questions to your parents? Why is this like that? And what were the answers you were getting? Or you don't remember something mm, like that? Not the, the poverty, maybe you can see it when you, 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 you go in a car from a point E to a point B, for instance, going to school or going to the airport. And the airport is located in Callao, so it's a very poor district uh, of Peru. It's in the mm -hmm. suburbs of Lima. But otherwise, uh, my own district wa was a kind of rich district because it was uh, next to the embassy. So I, uh, it was kind of protected of uh, the poverty uh, living there. Uh, we have to know that uh, Peru is a quite dangerous country because mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of poverty. So people of the middle class uh, live in districts that are quite uh, protected and uh, they are very cautious also in everyday life. For instance, they don't uh, go into every taxi. Uh, they will not speak to everyone in the street. Uh, they have some things to know to, to, to live in, in Peru. And when I was very young, I was uh, below seven years old, my parents uh, took a lot of care uh, and didn't let me to, to go outside alone, for instance. So I was kind of protected uh, in my district. And the friends that you had at that time, were they also local people or mostly French people that your parents no, knew? No, local. Local. There were local people. Uh, I, almost everyone was local. Uh, there was one, uh, one, one guy that was French, but uh, in foreign people was very quite rare at this time. Mm -hmm. there, there was not a lot of tourism in Peru like uh, like now. 
So do you have uh, some friendships from that time, actually? Or Oh, yes. Maybe I have one or two contacts on Instagram, but uh, <laughs> it has been a long time. Hmm. Okay. And uh, actually, do you go back uh, sometimes to Peru? Or what was the last time? When was the last time? Well, you the, was, the last time I've been to Peru, it was in 2008. Wow, uh, that's... 12 years ago, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, and then we can move now to Paris. So you moved to Paris, mm -hmm. you started going to school. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you feel a certain cultural shock or because you have been brought up with a French dad, it was kind of normal for you? Um, I think the, the cultural shock was not so huge because uh, I, I was in an international school. So I, I came in France, I was already speaking French quite well. So mm -hmm. I hadn't uh, any problem to integrate myself uh, and make some friends. Um, maybe the difference would be that uh, people have some different references. For for, for instance, uh, for their travels, they didn't travel a lot. They they travel around France, but not abroad at this time. And uh, but and the, the cultural way. Uh, there was not a, a huge difference between uh, France, France, for instance, and the middle class of Peru. Okay, and now I'm curious about your art. Um, so you said you started drawing very small, and actually in your in your small bio, it's written that your parents were signed with the date. Yes, your drawings. <laughs> so I'm curious: do you still have those with you? And can you tell us? Maybe what were the first motifs? What was the first thing that you were drawing? Uh, and how, how did that feel for you? How was that encouraged also? So yes, my, my parents kept all the drawings actually. So uh, they're in my parents' home, not here in Paris with me. My parents do not live in Paris. They live in the Alps near Grenoble. Oh, um, that is beautiful. Yes, beautiful, yes. That's why the, the nature why. <laughs> impressed me a lot when it came there and um, they kept the drawings uh, we have them uh, on my website I, I think I put one one of my uh, first drawings uh, mostly I drew uh, some medieval stuff or uh, something that I was watching at TV because I was a lot of time in front of TV so I, I, I remember I drew some advertising I saw so that's <laughs> <laughs> that you can see uh, how advertising can impact uh, young people also uh, and inspire them uh, for for everything. <laughs> and um, uh, and then uh, I have drawings that are last from I think uh, 1986. Wow. Uh, yes, 1986. I, I was three years old uh, until maybe 1990 when I was uh, seven. And then, uh, then they, my parents didn't keep the drawings because I kept myself. So uh, I have a, a lot of drawings here in Paris with me that uh, are lasting from 10 years or 15 years ago until now. And uh, let's uh, also it's written in your bio that um, you were not good at the beginning mm -hmm. and then somehow there was a progression mm -hmm. to the amazing art you're doing now, in my opinion, humble opinion. So I'm very curious, um, how did you work on your technical skills mm -hmm. and how did 
your how did the motifs that you are currently using which is a lot of yoga and dancing and movement but then also some dreamy and really love things uh, how did those come to really uh, become the main motifs you are you are drawing okay so um drawing is a very difficult task it's uh i think it's one of the, of the most difficult uh, art uh in this world because it has to to combine many skills. You have to combine imagination, re uh, space representation on a 2D, uh, two-dimensional space. So it, it combines perspective, some kind of mathematics behind perspective and feeling also uh, uh, transmitting emotions. So not, uh, not just uh, only technical skills, but also soft skills to, to inject inside. So, um, drawing for me, it's maybe much more difficult than some tasks I can do at work, for instance, on the resolution of equations and mathematics, because it, it's very complex to, 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 to produce uh, a, new, a new drawing from scratch. Reproducing a drawing that already exists is a good way to learn, for instance, but to produce something new, it's very, very hard. So uh, actually, uh, I was not very good at first. Uh, I think as everyone, because everyone that starts drawing um, needs to learn. And uh, when I was young, I had the chance that my parents were architects and my grandparents were uh, also uh, doing the, um, the Beaux-Arts schools or the fine arts schools. And, um, but they didn't, teach me a lot. Uh, they, they make me some kind criticism on my first drawing to, to, to let me improve. But then I've been uh, self-taught for years. Um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't take any course of uh, drawing. But the funny thing is that uh, now I'm taking <laughs> online <laughs> some courses because I want to, to improve uh, some uh, so some some special skills that I see I, I'm lacking in my drawings now, but um, I'm doing things uh, at reverse. Uh, I started with an intuitional way of drawing, and now I'm more into technical skills because I want to make my my drawings more professional, and um, I need to learn from others for this. So uh, to answer to your question, uh, being good at drawing is a long, long path. It takes years. Uh, and uh, when you look, for instance, to Japanese masters, they say that it takes a whole life to find a unique style and, uh, on the, and find the perfect line, for instance. So I'm very inspired by Asian, uh, Asian artists because they, I really like the way they think the drawing and, uh, to, to, with the harmony uh, the search, the perpetual search of harmony in the drawings. This is very interesting for me. So I have two questions after this. So one is, uh, can you be specific in um, how did you on daily basis or in your drawings uh, found, find ways to intuitively improve? Did you give yourself some small tasks and thinking, of, oh, I want to draw this and now I need to try and figure out what are the skills I need? Or was it the other way around? You just um, you were just drawing and then you were seeing what you're missing and then trying to improve on that. So, so how did that 
come into play somehow. Okay, so basically I start with an idea. So mm -hmm. I try to find an idea, and then the idea is for me uh, the challenge to achieve. So one thing I do that maybe others do not is that always finish a drawing, always. So even if it's very complicated, even if I don't manage to, to, to do everything in drawing correctly, I try to achieve it completely. So this, this way of drawing is, is, is good for me because it's, uh, it enforces me to, to improve uh, my skills um, on, on some areas I didn't do before. For instance, mm -hmm. uh, if I have to, if I want to have an idea to, for around a cup of tea and I haven't uh, drew a, a cup of tea before, I force myself to draw one well, and then I learn at the same time I'm doing the illustration. So uh, for me, it's uh, a perpetual learning because each drawing I want to do something new. So I, I'm, I, I like also learning. So for me, it's, uh, it's part of the drawing to learn new things each time. And I'm also curious, you seem to have um, an openness and curiosity towards your work. Is there a critic inside as well? So how do you deal with the critic who says you're not good at this or, you know, you need to improve so much? Or is there such a voice or somehow you always feel like I know I'm improving, so I will just keep at it and just keep doing it? Maybe the, the second way, uh, uh, I think it's very, it's maybe mostly impossible to, to be perfect in drawing on any skill. Um, maybe the exception is to draw something again and again and uh, train on the same kind of drawings, like for instance, for comics, people that drew comics uh, are very, very good at drawing because they train a lot on the same position, the same characters, the same landscape. But when you want to create something new, um, you cannot do it perfectly. So you, you have to do the, the best way you can, but uh, you keep in mind then um, some details that you were missing in the previous drawing and you say, you think that you want to, to do it better on the next one. So for me, this is the process I use. The process is, um, is, the, is brought by creativity first, and then uh, it leads to uh, understanding and learning. And I'm curious also when you finish a drawing and when you really like it, mm. can you describe that feeling? <laughs> because you, uh, from, what I, with, from what I understand, you sometimes don't know whether you will like the end product or not. Mm. And I can imagine it can go both ways. But what is the feeling when you kind of even maybe surprise yourself? Um, it's a weird feeling because uh, it depends on the drawing. Some Sometimes uh, some, a quick drawing can impress myself. I'm happy about it. And other times, for instance, I, I'm, uh, uh, I spend a lot of time in drawing and at the end I'm kind of exhausted. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in, the, in the happiness of, uh, oh, I did a great drawing. I just wanted to end. And uh, then when I look at two or three days after, I, I say to myself, oh, it was not so bad. I'm happy, finally. But uh, it's not uh, automatically uh, a, a feeling of happiness at, at each end of drawing. It depends. It depends a lot. Um, sometimes I'm very happy, for instance, about my sketches. So I do uh, pencil sketches. Um, but um, I think it's, all, it's all a bit of chance. Uh, and uh, in, in, in drawing, as on other arts, 
there is a small part of change and sometimes uh, things go well until the end and sometimes uh, things will never go well so uh, i i finish the drawing and as i say i always finish my drawings other people start a new drawing but um you have to deal with a bit of change and of course you have to deal with your skills and uh and when you finish the drawing well I, I, maybe sometimes I, I don't have any opinion at the end of drawing. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> I post it on Instagram and I see if people like it, but it's very difficult to, to have a, an opinion of, on ourselves. It's, it's more interesting to have a, an, a, another, another pure eyes that look at the drawing and give an external opinion for me. And I'm also curious, how much does that external opinion um, influence you? So, because it can always be either good or critical. So, when when it might be critical, uh, how does that influence you? Um, well, depends on the. Uh, I, I think it depends on on my um, uh, on the, the on the past. For instance, at first I had a lot of criticism about proportions, anatomy, um, the hard skills of drawing, and there were good. Good criticisms, of course, because I was not very good at drawing as I taught you. Uh, now I'm, I improved a bit on all these skills, so there, there's still some criticism that come more from people that are professional of drawings because they can see the defects of a drawing. Other ones do not see them, so it's very interesting for me to to, to get these criticisms because it's. Uh, it's not uh, it's not just a destructive criticism. It's a criticism that helps me a lot for the next one. Um, so I'm quite happy to have constructive criticism. And then uh, for people who like me drawing, uh, it depends. Also, I have some quick likes, like on Instagram, just a like. So well, I'm happy. But <laughs> some people say that. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's changing a bit the life, and I'm very happy about this, that uh, to, to, to communicate something good to people and to make pe people feel good while looking at, uh, at the drawing. For instance, uh, there was a woman that told me that uh, my, my drawings were very calming. They, they, they make her feel calm. Uh, so it was very interesting for me to, 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 to hear that because uh, I know that I can have an impact on po positive impact on people uh, with just an image. And maybe this is what I'm trying to find, but it takes a lot of time, it takes years to find the perfect harmony, to communicate perfectly uh, this, uh, this feeling of calmness of, or, or a dreamy and dreamy feeling. So I'm curious also, uh, you mentioned that you are inspired a lot uh, by Asian artists. So can you say which Asian artists and what kind of art? Mm -hmm. Because I, for example, really like this also Japanese styles and Chinese with just pen, with no colors almost. And that there is what you're talking about, yes. the perfect harmony. So can you talk more about that? Um, yes, well, I am strongly uh, inspired by Japanese art. All my drawings, people say that uh, the design, the lines are uh, coming from uh, the Asian artists and they write. Um, uh, my, the first artist uh, uh, really, that really inspired me was a Korean, I think a Korean artist that his name is uh, Jung Tae Kim. It's an artist that worked for video games. 
and he had a very good uh, character design skills and he was very impressed. I, I remember I was about uh, 12 or 30 years old and I was really, really impressed by this artist. I tried to, to understand how he did uh, this kind of uh, drawings. Then I really liked also a very famous artist that's Dali. Uh, so uh, uh, Dali, I really like, well, I like the ideas, but I also the, the shading, the rendering, the technical, the perfection, the technique uh, he, 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 he has. So it's, uh, it's very interesting to, to study Dali to, to, to understand uh, the way he, he deforms reality and he transmits uh, the surrealism uh, to other people. And uh, oh, of course, I really like Okusai. Okusai, uh, uh, Japanese art, is very famous. Uh, because uh, I really like his line. He says he has a, a line art skill that, that's, that are great and he uses uh, India ink. I, I used a lot also. And um, I really like this artist because this artist, uh, I, I remember he, he changed a lot of, of uh, pseudonyms or uh, 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 nicknames. He, he, he changed a lot because he wanted to, 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 to change each time a, a style. And he changed. He he, he was. A, there were more than one artist in this guy. There were five or six artists inside him, and uh, for him, the process of uh, of targeting perfection was a long process that lasts uh, a, a whole life. And I really shared this idea with him that uh, uh, each drawing is a little step. It's a it's a very little step towards something bigger. And um, it, you, you don't have to hurry because it's, uh, the, it's, uh, the, the passage is very long. So you have to do drawing, 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 drawings until uh, reaching uh, maybe the perfect harmony so for, for Japanese artists. For instance, the harmony is in nature. They're drawing trees, for instance. And this kind of artist spends uh, maybe all his life drawing trees and nature. So it's a, it's a good, very good reference for me. It's beautiful. Actually, after the conversation, I will send you one uh, drawing which I have on my phone, which I, f I feel like a perfect harmony. Um, and I'm curious about, you say you always start a drawing and you always finish it. Uh, how often do you draw? Do you draw every day? Um, or do you have a certain days that you draw? Is it very spontaneous? How does that pro part of the process look like for I you? I mostly draw during weekends. So I, uh, to be precise, I draw on the Saturday morning, I do the sketch of my illustration and I paint it on the Sunday, Sunday morning. So on the weekend, I spend two half days drawing basically. Uh, during the week, I have less time because I have another job aside. So I do some quick sketches. And um, when I have time, I, I do uh, one or two sketches during the week, and I put it as options on my websites uh, just for fun. And I find people who who, who participate in the action and, and earn the, the, the small drone. That's beautiful. And I'm also curious, I love the way you portray or the calmness that somehow emanates from you. So that's very present in your drawings, but I can see it's very, very present in you. Uh, and I'm curious, what is it that kind of inside of you helps you to maintain that calm state and that harmony inside? Um, I don't, it's a very, very difficult to describe because harmony is not, um, it's not material. Harmony is a, uh, um, 
it's maybe the, the sum of many, many factors, if you talk scientifically. <laughs> and uh, maybe it's the, the thing that it's more, it's more, more the best, more interesting to, to achieve, because it's so difficult to, to get the keys of the, the harmony in a drone that uh, I can't describe how I put it inside on when I achieve it, when I uh, achieve it successfully or not. Uh, there is a little, I think that the beauty is that there is a, a teeny part of chains that bring this harmony into drawing. And I'm curious, the, the, there is one part of harmony being inside your drawings, but the harmony being inside of you. Oh. <laughs> so uh, how do you keep that harmony or how do you nurture that harmony? Oh, I, I, I nurture this harmony uh, watch, um, almost watching pictures. Uh, movies, uh, pictures of nature, uh, pictures of Asia or other artists also. I, uh, sometimes, something I, I, I like looking uh, at uh, other works. I like, um, for instance, I like everything that is related to sea, to the sea, uh, to yoga, of course, to dancing. Uh, because, for instance, let's take the example of yoga or dancing. Dancing Dancing is the achievement of harmony through the, the physical bodies. Uh, so uh, there is one part of the, the job that it's already made by the dancer. So when you draw a dancer that is drawing, it, uh, it's like uh, you, you have uh, uh, some material to translate harmony. You have the posture of the dancer that is really harmonious already, right? For the yoga, it's the same thing. Yoga can be very harmonious too, depending on the postures. So we use the, I use the posture, the yoga posture as a tool to transmit a feeling to people that recognize the yoga posture. And then I add some uh, funny stuff like a cat or, or I can add some little details that make the posture not real, but uh, surreal. So coming from a dream, for instance. So that's my technical to, 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 to reach harmony is to be based on some key factors that, can, that are really known by people. So dancing, yoga, and so on. And you mentioned that you have done yoga yourself. Yeah. How long? Five years. <laughs> are you still doing it? Or? No, I, 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 I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, I miss it, uh, actually, because I just moved uh, move from apartment and... Uh, and my previous apartment, they had a yoga course just uh, near home, so it was very easy for me to go on the Wednesday, for instance. But uh, now I'm not doing any more yoga, and uh, yes, I miss it. Well, just after the interview, I'm giving a yoga class, so feel <laughs> join. <laughs> oh, this is really funny. I, it's, it's really funny that there was a certain intuition into, uh, into who you are, and I wouldn't have never guessed that we like exactly the same, well, exactly the same, very similar things. Um, and I would want to go now a little bit into talking about your visions of success, and we will tie everything with your work and with your art, and also talk a little bit more about the scientific part of you. Okay. And I would first want to start with a question. When was the first time that you uh, were aware of the word success, of the concept of being successful? And when was the first time you actually felt successful, if ever? <laughs> maybe, um, maybe we, 
maybe I'm not sure it's just for me, but the success go for me is uh, goes through school because when you are a child, uh, you are you have a notation. You 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 receive for the first time a notation from the teacher, and not 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 much from your parents. Your parents that just say this is good, this is bad. Don't do it, do it. But the teacher uh, gives you a, a ranking, a, a notation, and you you you, you are ranked among the other pupils. So you can see if you are the best one or not. So you can have a, a first idea of the success. Because being the last one is a fail, and being the first one is a success. And this is the first step into the society, also the school. So the, the ranking. And in France, we have a lot of cultural ranking because there are a lot of uh, contests uh, for to 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 enter in the engineer schools, for instance. And um, they're very hard, and uh, you, you you are always ranking with everyone, and you are just uh, a number between the others. So you are just you looking at your marks all, all the day. So maybe the, the success for me uh, is um, it's it's like harmony. The success is not uh, something material. It can be uh, inner inner success, but the success in the society for me is is something that was. Uh, structured by marks or notations so that's me that's for me the the, the the definition of success and then what is interesting for instance is that in the social networks uh, adding just simple for instance like button uh, it's uh, it's it's a notation again because people are rank, ranked around how many likes they they have so it's a number so it's a notation again. And before the social network, there were not this kind of temptation. People were going through forums and there were just comments, maybe a lot of comments, but there was not a, a synthetical number, uh, something that was just uh, giving you a value. For instance, on Instagram, you have followers. So how, how what is your value? Your value is your followers. So the success maybe in this kind of social networks is to have the most the most followers as possible. So for me, the success was very structured and was very widespread in the society. And it's also a huge mechanism of frustration because there are a lot of people that are very frustrated of always being ranked, always being uh, reduced to, 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 to a number, uh, especially on the social networks when they do post some 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 drawings some, some about the life and they do not have any feedback so for them this is a sign of failure but actually it's not but uh, the society the reflect of society is just the number you have the number or you don't have it so it's quite sad because uh, i think that people can do uh, could live better be, without being always ranked like this uh well now i'm I'm quite happy that I have a lot of feedback on uh, on social networks, but I I prefer really prefer the the, the written feedback of people that that do comment, for instance, than just only the like button because because well I'm always happy happy to have likes, but uh, for me it's very it's too um, it's too reductive to 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 to, to just uh, give one like to to one draw. It's not. I think the value is it's less valuable that uh, commenting, for instance, uh, contacting people. 
And I'm curious, uh, how do you um, kind of separate yourself from being valued by a number? Mm -hmm. So how, what kind of inside job you had to do in order to not uh, identify yourself with that marking or with the likes or whatever is kind of reducing your value to just a number? Um, I think it's a very difficult job to do because I think the, the nature makes you always compare things to th things together. It's, um, it's, it's biological. The, 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 the brain is it's a huge machine for comparison, you know? So uh, you compare every, everything in your life you are comparing. You're comparing distances, something is far or something is close to you. So um, for me, I think it's something I cannot manage very well because there's something that is physical you know, on, on the comparison. So maybe what can help me is uh, that uh, I have uh, sometimes no feed, mostly no, no feedback on drawing, for instance. But I have just one comment that is very precise and very sound, and I really appreciate just one person that that had a, uh, a feeling about the drawing and just told me this. Just one person for is enough in this world. So if the message has been sent and received correctly by one person that is very moved for by drawing, uh, for me it's kind of success for me. Uh, it's maybe a better success than if I have uh, 1,000 or likes and uh, any without any commenting, for instance. And uh, I'm curious, um, what when was there any time a moment where you felt I'm more successful than I was yesterday? So the comparison is not external, but you're comparing yourself to your past self and you feel that feeling of i won over myself now um maybe about uh, comparing from one day to another is maybe too too fast for me because as i told you the process my process of creation creativity is very long so i do not improve a lot from one day to another but when i look for instance my works from the past two years um I find the successful way, I found that the path I followed led me to something higher than below, than before. And this is for me uh, very gratifying. I'm very happy to, to, to progress uh, in drawing because progress in drawing, it's, it's a huge theme of, uh, a huge theme of conversation between artists. A lot of artists do art blocks, for instance, so they cannot do any, anything during months or years, or they feel that uh, their drawings are, are worse than they did what they did before. So it's a, a huge uh, source of frustration in, in art, the, 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 the progression part. For me, as I go maybe slower than other people, I change a lot of style, I try anything. I have a kind of methodology to progress like a scientist. I try things and then I do things very, very specifically. So maybe I do not have this kind of frustration from one day to another, but I'm happy because I know that working a lot during years uh, it's uh, it's worse. It it uh, I I find a kind of success behind it. And now I actually want to um, include the scientific part of yourself, mm -hmm. uh, and and I really recognized what you said that 
uh, having this very systematic mind does help a lot into going into arts because it gives structure. Mm -hmm. And I feel sometimes what artists uh, that are only doing arts are lacking is actually precisely that structure that Mm -hmm. we have in our everyday jobs. So one of the questions I always ask is how do you think your profession uh, informs the way you think? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious, how does the fact that you're a data scientist help you in your everyday life? And also, how does it bias you in, in thinking a certain way? Um, works, uh, my job, of course, influences me a lot. Uh, maybe most in the relationship between others, because uh, working is also very uh, a social experience uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> before being uh, some technical stuff uh, behind. and. Um, the structure, the, the the way of thinking and the structural way um, helps me. Well, it's it's linked uh, closely linked to mathematics because I do a lot of statistics in my in my work. It um, I think it brings uh, some guides. Yes, yeah, some guidelines. And uh, there are some artists that want to break all the rules, all the all the guidelines, and they want to be very very random in their creation. Um, I cannot do this because I am a figurative artist, so I, I, I have to, I, to represent some uh, some real uh, objects and humans on the paper. So I, there, there is a lot of technical skills that are much more quickly mastered if you have some scientific way of learning uh, step by step and trying things and uh, keeping things or not. Um, so I think it's it's related to the goal of the drawing and the 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 way that I do the, the fact that I a figurative art. If I did abstract art, it could be interesting also to interview uh, an abstract artist and trying to find if he has some scientific thought behind, uh, for instance, for fractal artists maybe, but. Um, for me, uh, I cannot dissociate, dissociate um, the, the skill, the, the technical skill, and the artistic part, the imagination the, the part. Because if I drop the technical skill, I cannot represent the idea on the paper correctly. And then the impact of the idea is much more lower on other people, of course, because the brain recognizes very quickly uh, a good a good drawing or not the, the brain is very good for recognition and for instance uh, a body that has something weird the brain will, will recognize it in, recognize it very quickly so it's very important to be precise in in, in the drawing figurative art so that's why i think that my maybe my job in helped me to well in the first place it helps me to 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 be cautious that I have to be a, a good technical guy before being an artist, third thing. And then maybe the, the second thing is that um, we, we are all living in a society, so we, we, what we are impact the others and what we draw also. So that's interesting that uh, for me that I can understand this and I can, um, for instance, when I prepare drawing, I can think about the message I want to send to people. 
And this is not automatically. Uh, for instance, there are many people that draw just for, for, for fun or for pleasure, but they do not think about the message. And uh, I think my, my job that is related also to the media sector, so it's, it's uh, the industry of message, um, helped me to, 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 to think about the message and uh, about the technical part and mix together to achieve the drawing. And the wonderful thing is that really that particular thing you're saying transpires through your art because each time I do see one of your one of your drawings, I always have an internal uh, message or like a sentence in my head. So it is really wonderful to understand that there is an intention behind that. Uh, and I'm I had one question related to that. Do you sometimes feel that? Uh, because you know the technical skills required to, to achieve something that is inside your head. Um, do you feel that maybe sometimes that limits your imagination or expands it or both? Um, technical skills uh, limits imagination, of course, on any, every artist, because when you draw, you have an idea in mind, everyone has an idea and you have to represent it on a two dimensional space. And this is very, very difficult to, to, to make the translation between the vague concept that is in a three-dimensional space into a drawing in a two-dimensional space. So for me, um, the, 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 the difficult part is this. And maybe um, in the last days or weeks, I'm enjoying um, that... Uh, I'm enjoying the, the fact that I, I, I'm thinking that, that I can push over the limits, you know, uh, of, uh, of a drawing. But it, 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 it took me years to, to have this feeling. <laughs> it's not a feeling you can have it uh, just uh, with three or two or three years of drawing. Um, you cannot have this feeling. Uh, also, it's related to the, the size of uh, the paper you're drawing to. I, I really draw and draw on a small size. Uh, so very small this, and then when I bigger sheet of paper there I'm pushing a bit the limits but I'm also limited about my technical skills to do for instance enough details to bring a drawing that covers all the paper so this is uh, this is interesting this is part of the the, the path of the evolution of the artist is, for instance, to start with a, a small, a small space, and then to 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 enlarge space, to to enlarge so the concept and the ideas in, behind the drawing. And I'm curious about um, that small part. So, do what do you use specifically for your drawings? So you said um, uh, you have. Uh, you don't have big spaces, but do you use pencils? Do you use watercolor? So what kind of tools do you use to, to kind of uh, transmit your messages? I use, uh, I use simple tools. I use uh, watercolor and pencils. That's all. For many years, I was w uh, working with a digital tablet for, 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 for drawing. And then I, I chose the, 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 simply, uh, the simplest way to, to draw. I started with just India ink at first. So India ink with a nib, a metal nib. And then I, um, I dropped it to start with inks, colored inks. Mm -hmm. And finally, I, um, 
I'm working now with just watercolors and uh, different kinds of pencils, but just uh, black and white pencils. And for me, it's enough to, to represent most everything in this world uh, with very few materials. And also what the, is very nice about you is that you post your initial sketches and then you post the final drawing. And I love to see that progression because it also kind of um, speaks about the whole process to your audience. Um, so where does this idea come from and why do you do it? Well, uh, the answer is easy for me because I love looking at sketches of other artists and I am um, really in, in constant research of, 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 of sketches on the internet and I, I don't find the, 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 the sketches I wanted to, 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 to see before the, 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 the mechanism of building and drawing. So I, I told myself that I will give this to other people. And there is also a second goal is that I really care about the, the line, the lining. And uh, on the sketch, I really take care about the line. And maybe on the colored one, I also take care, but sometimes the color not so good at the sketch because the sketch has something different, some, uh, some different message inside that is covered then by the color that gives another message. So uh, even in my website, I, I sell both. I sell colored drawings as prints and I sell also the sketches uh, as auctions. So I find it interesting to people to be uh, sensitive to a finished drawing or a half finished drawing, just a sketch for instance. And uh, also I'm curious because I again had that perception that I react differently to, to the lines and then to the final sketch. And it's very true that sometimes I prefer the sketch alone. Um, and I'm also, I'm curious there. Um, sometimes I feel the color gives it life uh, and, and really makes like the whole dreamy state that I feel you're trying to trans transmit. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes uh, I feel the line gives the harmony. Mm -hmm. So, so what is your experience of all of that? Yes. So, so you, you just uh, summed up the, 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 the most difficult part of the drawing is to, to combine the, 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 the harmony and combine the, the dreamy message and to make it uh, undissociable, um, you know? So it's very, very difficult. And I, I, I didn't manage it yet. That was, that's why I put the bills. Um, I'm trying a lot to, to combine, to, to, to search the perfect combination. It's like in chemistry, you know, if you want to the perfect combination. But um, the color uh, brings a lot of message inside because just, just for instance, if you just look at the color, pure color, uh, squared color around, you, you can have a feeling already. So it, it can bring the message that is not uh, contained in the line, and then, so it covers a bit of line. The color is not that's not the, the line be, be itself. So it's um, I don't I I just want to 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 combine. That's why I also I do thicker lines sometimes to keep the line and not to 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 to, to let it uh, be hidden behind color. But uh, I, I have to answer you, I think this is a, a long work uh, that I have to do to, 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 to find the perfect harmony. I didn't crack it yet, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, to achieve it maybe in the next month. 
And one thing I'm constantly having as a question while I'm listening to you um, is how is it that you are so patient with life and with yourself? Because it's really beautiful to watch that you are in a constant process of creation. You are improving every day. And I don't have the feeling that uh, there is internal stress of reaching somewhere of going somewhere it's really a constant it feels like a constant joy of creating and somehow that i feel is a rare quality to find today because we are always rushing to reach something to get somewhere mm -hmm. and i feel for you um it's just a play uh maybe i'm wrong uh, correct me if i am but i'm curious um where does that come from? I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe it comes from my childhood because my mother told me a lot of stories. So it developed my imagination, uh, I think. And uh, then I started drawing very young and I really, I really enjoyed the process of drawing. So that's why I do not make any effort. To, to, to have an idea, for instance, a brand new idea. It's, it comes to me naturally. And then I have to, I, I don't feel the burden of drawing. I, I, I draw for me, for myself. So I, I don't have a uh, boss that, that, talk, that asks me to draw for an advertising, for instance. So it's a, for me, so it's, as I said at first, it's a, a long path and I'm enjoying to, to travel over it uh, each day. So uh, I'm very happy to draw. Uh, I'm also I'm so being very happy to color because I'm discovering also watercolor. I just started watercolor one year ago, so uh, I'm very happy to, to discover the, the the nuances, the subtlety of of the watercolor that is that 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 gives me a lot of possibilities and opens me uh, another path of creativity. So. I, I think I feel like a, like a, like a child that has a, a, a huge uh, um, huge place to work and uh, to, to, to play sorry and uh, I, I, I try a toy every every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's sometimes how I feel in my science, so I fully understand that feeling. Um, I'm now curious. Um, what do you think were the people, you mentioned your mom as someone who was very influential um, in your life, but what do you think are the people who informed your visions of success? For the vision of success, maybe my father too, because he is a perfectionist. So uh, a true perfectionist. There are many people that, that told them that they are perfectionists, but they are rarely true perfectionists. My father is, is a person who can... Uh, who can draw and redraw the same drawing during weeks until it, it, it gets perfect for him. So he has uh, this vision of perfection, of success, but it's a, it's a different vision of mine. My, my vision is a constant evolution doing different drawings. His is most you know, perfecting one drawing, improving one drawing, and uh, draw the same drawing until it gets good. But I think I learned a lot uh, with him because um, uh, I had, a, he, 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 um, he gave me, he gave me the good criticism at the good moments of my life 
to, uh, to, to tell me to improve and to force me to improve myself and, uh, and try to, to, to be better in my driving process. So this is very helpful. This was very helpful for me. Actually. And do you remember specifically what kind of criticism that was, if you're willing to share with us? Yes, of course. Uh, for instance, in my first drawings, he, he told me that uh, the word drawings were very too flat. There was no volume on my drawings. They were very too flat because I hadn't a good representation of volumes. So, uh, of course, when you, when you hear that and you are 12 years old, 13, you do not understand very well what, what it means. But then when you try to understand, you look at some books and then you try to understand volumes, you, you see, yes, he, he was right. I, the, the, there is a lack of volume in my drawing. Um, he is also, he tells me a lot of uh, details because he really likes details, a very detailed drawing. And, uh, uh, for instance, actually, he finds that, that some of my drawing lack of detail. They're too simple. Simple. Uh, there are two reasons about this. Uh, one reason is lack of, a lack of time in my side because uh, putting a lot of days of uh, drawing takes a lot of time. And, and when you have only two half days to, to, to do a finally finished illustration. But the other, the other thing is it's very hard to, 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 to keep the good message and adding the details. It's the same problem that with the colors. If you, if you, if you had a lot of details, some, sometimes you can lose the message and you can lose also the harmony of the drawing. And this, this happened to me a lot of time. So um, it's very, there is a balance to find between the, the details, the colors, the lines, and to, to find the perfect message and the perfect harmony to a drawing. So his advices were very good uh, about it. And uh, he also, um, oriented me uh, on uh, some some path. Sometimes we have to choose when we, we follow a path for, for an artist. And from uh, he 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 told he told me, for instance, oh, this this drawing is much it's much more better than this one because reason one, reason two. And this helped me to 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 go the right way. And uh, I think it's very important to have an external person that uh, tells tells you. You are doing the battle the right way, uh, not every day, but in the, some specific times that uh, that can that makes you improve yourself. And I'm curious also, what uh, was his way of delivering this criticism? Because it's very clear that it impacted you positively, but I can also imagine that sometimes this kind of criticism can be very negative, expect if, especially if you're so young. Mm -hmm. 12, 13 years, it can be that some people would quit drawing if someone would tell them. <laughs> so I'm curious, how was he delivering it that you were so receptive? Or were you also a special child that you were so receptive? No, to no, I was a very common child and it was very negative for me. <laughs> oh, okay. There was not any, any, no, 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 not any mystery behind this. Uh, uh, as every child, I, I, he, 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 he told me... Uh, Orally, the criticism, this is bad, this is good. And I was not very happy to spend uh, two or three hours on a, a drawing and then to hear it's bad. It's, uh, it, it's, not, uh, it's not a perfect drawing, it's not professional. He, he had this kind of, of, of words. And uh, of course, I was not happy. But uh, later, much later, you understand that it was not uh, a bad intention. It was just to, to say that uh, um, you have your opinion of yourself when you draw. And if someone tells you, uh, beware, your opinion is maybe too high, you have to, 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 have to improve, it can help, uh, obviously, it helps. Well, if it's too, um, too frequent, 
it can demotivate also people. But for me on my side, I, I, I started drawing early, but then I quit drawing maybe between 14 years old and 80. And then I, I started again when he was in Paris alone and he wasn't here for, for helping me. So I had my own, my own criticism of what I do. And then I was helped also by some people from forums, for instance, or from social networks, or for, also with my father again, uh, my, 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 mom, my mom also had, had some criticism. Uh, but um, much, maybe the, I had many, many more people, much more people that that has that gave me some feedbacks. So that helped me a lot to to distinguish uh, which one is good, which one is most uh, quoted, and which one is uh, not worth to to follow. And um, now I'm curious about what does a successful day look like for you. So when you feel uh, I have done something with this day, mm. how does that look like? Um, and how many versions of that you have? Sorry. A successful day for me is a day that uh, um, where I, I finish my day, uh, for instance, I, at work, when I finish my day and I am happy because I achieved something. There is not a pending day that I have a lot of work for the next day and I'm happy to, to, to achieve a, my my daily goal for instance so for drawing the same thing for instance if i got my goal on the saturday mornings to finish the sketch i'm happy to to to, to finish at the time and then to to go to the next step it's it's finish finishing one step for me is a maybe is a good definition of a successful day and uh, i'm also curious what do you think was um uh, the biggest impediment to being the successful person you are now. So what was the hardest inner battle that you had to overcome in this process? The hardest battle is uh, maybe the perception you have on yourself and the perception that others have of your work. Um, maybe uh, most, most of the time you are wrong of the perception. Maybe it's also biologically, I don't know why. But um, in drawing, uh, something that when you draw, sometimes your brain, uh, you arrange your brain to, to, to think that the drawing is good. The, the brain wants it to be good, so you, 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 you convince yourself that your drawing is good. <laughs> and then you upload it on the internet and you give it to friends. And they say, yes, it's good, but it's not, it's not, the, be it's not the best one. And then you realize that, that there was some illusion that you were living in when you were in the creation process and your lack of, of self-criticism during the process and you finished maybe too early and you had to work a bit more on some details and, or, or rework some parts. So this is the, 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 the most difficult part of being successful, I think, for me. It's to, 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 to rethink my drawing and to, uh, to, 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 to put in perspective uh, some, uh, so, some directions I, I was being into when I was drawing and they, they were wrong. So I had to, to restart a huge part of a drawing, for instance, to make it better. So this is for me the, 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 the most difficult part to, 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 to reach a success, successful drawing, yes. And does this uh, facing the constant feedback become became easier 
over time for you or it's equally difficult each time you post a new <laughs> drawing? That was, I think this is, will never disappear. And I think it will never disappear in, in any artist because uh, when you when you create, you have some kind of doubt, doubt in, inside you. you. You are doubting, you are not sure if the drawing is finished or not. You, this is interesting. You, you, what is a finished drawing? You, you, you cannot uh, define it. A finished drawing is a, a drawing that are uh, for you um, satisfactory, right? But uh, is that satisfactory for you the same satisfactory for others? Very difficult to say. Uh, so I think that this, uh, this inner battle will be ever and ever exist in, into me and I think also in the, any other artist for a long time. Until the and end. as well. <laughs> science is never finished as well. Um, and I'm curious, what do you think was one truth about reality that um, you were not uh, willing to accept for the longest of time? So you were kind of, you know, you were kind of putting your hand and saying, no, 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 this cannot be true. This cannot be true. But when you finally allowed it to sink in, it actually made your drawings better or made you more successful or made you more calm and harmonious. Yes, of course. Uh, maybe... Um, for me, for instance, uh, is that uh, I lack of um, practicing because it's not my first activity uh, as, a, as an artist. Uh, so um, I know that uh, when I were doing a new drawing the next week, I won't be uh, um, trained enough to make it perfect in terms of, for instance, in lining or coloring. So I have to deal with it. Actually, so I try to find the best, uh, the, pe the best composition, the best, uh, the best effort in, in one terms. But it's also a kind of challenge for me to to, to achieve a finished illustration on only one day. That uh, that is also interesting in the path of creativity. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that that structure that you have also helps you to uh, always have an output while still learning, which is really, really impressive, actually. Um, and I'm curious, what do you think um, maybe is a pain uh, in your life that you think shaped you a lot to be the person you are today? A pain? Mm, no, I don't know if there is a pain. Maybe there is kind of uh, nostalgia I have mm -hmm. of maybe Peru, but I don't, cannot define it uh, very well. So maybe this this nostalgia can be seen in the drawings because they are kind of honorary drawings or, or drawings inspired by dreams, but dreams are also inspired by past and by our lives. So maybe there is a, a background of nostalgia that can be seen in this kind of, in, in my drawings, yes. That is interesting. So I... I think at this point we will go to the rapid fire questions okay. uh, uh, to just kind of wrap up the whole interview. Uh, and the first question I would like to ask is what do you, uh, what is a book, a present or an idea that you like to gift people or in your case, a drawing uh, that you like to gift people the most? What is an idea I want to give to people? So what is a book? Mm -hmm. 
a present, so anything material or an idea, or in your case, a drawing that you like to give uh, most frequently? Oh, okay. Um, maybe I would like to, if I would like to give something to people, is uh, maybe an art book uh, of my drawings and sketches. I already did one uh, 10 years ago with my first drawings. And I really, I would really like to communicate of the creative path I'm, I'm, I'm working on. So uh, what, I, what we were talking about and uh, to, to make people have a, a physical book when they can uh, follow these uh, dreamy drawings and uh, get the message. Yes, I would like to, to be materialized by a book, yes. That's really beautiful. And I actually want to also ask this about the dreamy space. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how does that dreamy space look like inside your head? So, uh, how, actually, how does the space, the, the kind of the garden of your head look like on day-to-day -day basis? Oh, it's a quite difficult uh, question. Uh, maybe one interesting answer is that, uh, we, we were talking about, uh, that everything was, uh, uh, structure it around us with a lot of uh, rankings, markings, uh, feedbacks of society, and maybe in the dream, in the dream, dreamy part is a, is a space where there is not uh, not a judgment. There is a kind of freedom inside it, and there is a freedom to think uh, about any new ideas without any judgment. And the judgment comes after when I do the drawing and I put the drawing in the two-dimensional space paper sheet. But, um, but I think, yes, it's a space of freedom for me. And is it in your head two-dimensional or it's also like almost like a moving image? Depends. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's between, between the two. It's, it's uh, two-dimensional, I think, and then moving a bit. That's really funny. Um, and then what do you think is an absurd thing uh, about you that not many people would know? An absurd me about me? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let me, ah, yes, uh, I can say something. Um, as a scientist, I have some weird thing that I do not go straight to the point. I really like to explore some very... Uh, tortuous path and I go to, to very, uh, sometimes I do things very complicated uh, as I could be maybe may very easier. And uh, this is quite absurd in, for, for, for a scientist, for instance. And uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's where the artist part comes yeah, in. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and then another question is what kind of compliments do you like to receive, if any? Or compliments. Oh, um, I like every compliment. First uh, part of the answer, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the second is, uh, for instance, I, I remember uh, an, uh, an exhibition that I crossed uh, a woman that had uh, my one of my drawings on their phone background, and uh, she uh, realized that I was the artist, and as well, she was very happy to discover it. She was quite surprised. And I was very surprised also that people had a, um, an intention to put my drawings on their phones because it's quite personal, uh, 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 mobile phones. So that they want to keep this, this piece of art, this message against them in their everyday life. 
So I'm very happy about this, yes. It's kind of a compliment for me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what do you think has become um, more important and what less important to you with um, aging, with growing more mature? More important, what is coming more important for me, I think, is um, that um, I, I, I think that I, I want to transmit um, a positive idea, a positive way of think to people, a positive message. So maybe the positivity is not uh, so essential when I was uh, younger because I, th I thought it was very natural, the, 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 the being positive. It was a natural thing that it was very automatic like for everyone. Everyone is happy, everyone can be positive. And when you grow up, you know that uh, you understand that there are a lot of people that are not happy in their lives. <laughs> So they need an external help for to feel better. Uh, for instance, when they take yoga courses, uh, and um, it's uh, yes, it's like the yoga course. It's uh, it's, it's it's try to to go in the place and, and, and to be with others and to practice uh, uh, to practice postures and feeling feeling well inside. So I try to do the same thing, but just sending images because I know that images are very, are very strong in terms of impact on people. So maybe helping people passively, just uh, making them looking every day at, at a new drawing is a, a kind of a great achievement for me, yes. And it's, uh, I have to say, a beautiful intention. So thank you very much for that because we see it in your drawings, definitely. And uh, to really finally conclude, I would like to ask you the question, um, what is it that you would like to ask yourself? Um, so what is something that you are dying to share with people, but just no one had the perception to maybe kind of see it in you and then ask the question? Mm, I don't really understand the question. So what is it that, you know, you are being interviewed as an extremely successful person and you had a voice to share your visions, your ideas and, uh, and your art, but maybe I've missed something and I haven't asked you or no one has ever asked you something that you are dying to be asked. So what <laughs> would you ask yourself? Oh, okay. Um, maybe... Uh... Maybe, maybe what, what, what I can say is uh, the success, the, the, the success, the, the, the way to find success in life, and that is one of the themes of this interview, um, is that uh, maybe the, the success per perception can be different between people. They don't have the same scale value. And what is happening is that uh, the digitalization and the social network are putting on the same scale the notion of success because they put uh, some mechanism of uh, likes, uh, comments, followers. And I'm just wondering, it could be kind of dangerous for, for the humanity to be uh, structured into numbers and databases uh, because we are not naturally made for that. We are maybe to to be uh, individuals, to be different each other. Uh, so when there is an external mechanism of uh, 
that is uh, related to computers, that is related to the structure uh, way of thinking, maybe can be at the long term, not to the short term, very destructive for society in terms of creativity or initiatives. Because there are, I think there will be many people that will try something artistically, for instance, they will say that they do not have enough followers on Instagram and they will abandon, they will get it over. And they do not know that the way that you have likes or followers is not just, depends not only on your success, but it depends on algorithms that make you to be um, visible. Uh, but uh, you have also um, visible on the internet and and uh, in um, in competition with advertising, so it's not really uh, a success uh, a, a level of success uh, successfulness. So that's my message, I think. So, what would you say to those people who maybe have already tried and felt unsuccessful um, as as an as an inspiring artist? What would be your message for them? how not to give up and what to do if it failed once? Maybe maybe um, something interesting is make me to start uh, with uh, uh, less people from reality, for instance, with friends, family, friends, or, uh, or going outside in the real world and trying to share ideas with other real people um, to, to, to have a kind of validation by humans of the, uh, the quality of the work and also find the right people to find in, you have to find the right people so when you, you put something on Instagram you, at the start for instance you don't have a, the right audience you have a, a generic audience so of course you won't be uh, successful, successful uh, in terms of social network but when you grow your social network you are being followed by specific people it's not a general audience so then you will you'll be rewarded because people that follow you they follow you there is a reason they like your works so building yourself your own audience is very difficult nowadays because social networks put many barriers and there is a lot of pressure of advertising to, to be uh, most visible than people, real people. So maybe maybe the advice is trying trying backward, trying the, the, the simplest way, reality, trying to people, exhibitions, locals, physical, physical sharing before going through digital communication, yes. I find that to be really useful and beautiful advice. Well, with this, I really want to wrap up. I want to thank you for the time uh, to acknowledge also the beauty of your words uh, and the beauty of your art. Uh, and also, you can tell us where people can find you, how can they buy your work, and how can they talk to you? Okay. So people can find me on Instagram and on my website, basically, on Twitter also. So, uh, Under Arcanzo? Yes. So if you type Artanzo on the Google, you will find the three of them quickly. So artanzo.com uh, is my website where people can buy my drawing. They can buy, you can participate to auctions to, 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 to earn drawings. Then there is a lot, a, bit, a little button that is you, yeah, that can be used to chat with me directly on WhatsApp. 
No one uses it, but uh, I think... I just found out it, about it tonight, and I find it amazing. <laughs> yes, I put this button. It's a, it's a symbol as a, a symbol of phone, so people can contact me directly by email or WhatsApp, but I think that they don't have the habit of contacting yeah. directly people through the website. Otherwise, on the Instagram, it's much more easier for them because they have the habit to, to, to contact people. So Instagram, it's maybe the best way to follow my work at first and, um, and to contact me, to, to write me if uh, there is any, any question, yes. Perfect. Well, thank you again.